Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cause You Don't Know Football. You know, I just want y'all to know we back at it, talking to y'all about week 15, week 16. We got a pretty special, uh a pretty special segment. This is usually where me, me and the mooch start arguing. I just want y'all to know. This is usually where we start, we stop seeing eye to eye. I'm usually all good until about this point. Then it's like, all right, I, I don't like you right now, but that's fine. That's all good. But once again, Moose, thank you for coming back on, man. We're always happy to have you, man. Thank you for always taking your time for us. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Okay. Look, man, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to jump right into it. You saw that first game, the game of the week. <laughs> I, want you, <laughs> I want you to know anytime. Anytime my Colts is playing, that's the game of the week, okay? Don't you say nothing about that. Yeah, I mean, um, look, the Colts, it's funny because the Colts and, and the Steelers are kind of in a very similar spot. They have similar records, obviously. Um, but <clears throat> they seem to both have ways of winning when it doesn't seem like they should be winning. Um, so there's the Colts feel like – it felt like they just kind of pulled out that game um, and mostly because Mitchell Trubisky is just not a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of the end of it. I mean, you know, the, the, the Steelers have a good defense, but, you know, Garner Minshew, with the, with the exception of hanging um, uh, Michael Pittman out to dry in that, in that one pass where Pittman um, got hurt, um, had, a, had a pretty good game, and, they you know, they, they pulled out a victory. So can I say this? And I'm, I'm actually glad you said it because I wasn't even going to think about it. So they suspended him for the rest of the year for that hit. Yeah, the safety. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he should have been suspended for the rest of the year. I think I think we always got to get to a point with football where we got to have a conversation about what football is. And at what point do you say, I can't allow you to make this catch? And I think and I think if even if you say that is beyond that point, to say that it was something that he's like, Oh, I'm trying to like end his life or something, you know, is I think that was a bit much for what uh for where they were. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I mean it's as I understand it, that safety, I forgot his name, but he um that was that was not his first offense. Um and so there was you know, once you once that happens, you're not given the benefit of the doubt. Um now suspending it for the rest of the season seemed to be a bit much given the play and, and how it developed. Um, but that seems to be the case for all of these roughing, not roughing the passer, um, um, unnecessary roughness calls mm -hmm. where the defensive back hits the receiver. Um, that that receiver, you know, regardless of him going down for the ball or jumping up for the ball and when, where the defender is, where his helmet is, when all of that happens, when the contact happens and what the what the um, the purpose of the contact was, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a zero sum game. And um, the defender is going to be called for the unnecessary roughness. Um, and again, simply because it wasn't his first offense, um, they didn't give him the benefit of, of the doubt. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But as a defensive player, maybe just that mentality that got let me baked in me. But I don't want to say anything. So <laughs> here we go. But here's the stats for the game: uh, Gardner Minshew was 18 and 28 for 215 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, we actually got a led uh, by actually I never even heard of this guy before Trey Sermon, uh, or Sermon. He he led us in rushing with seventeen carries for eighty eight yards. Um, yeah, I know who he is. He um he went to Ohio State. Um, the 49ers drafted him. He didn't play at all there though. 
then the Eagles had him for a little bit. He didn't really play for the Eagles. And I didn't know he was with the Colts, but yeah, he was always like a tough runner, like just like a in between the tackle, tough, tough guy. Um, not, not a lot of wiggle to him, but you know, good player. All right, well, Michael Pittman, he had he led us with receiving with four receptions for 78 yards. He may not play this week. I will say that about that hit. He may not play this week. Um, but then we had uh <clears throat> we had DJ Montgomery, he had a touchdown, Moelle Cox had a touchdown, and Zach Long had a touchdown. And on Steelers, uh Mr. Trubisky was 16 to 23 for 169 yards, one touchdown, two picks. And then uh not much on the ground, not many much of that. And not much in the air, but Deontay Johnson did lead them in uh, receiving with 62 yards and a touchdown. So let me I'll say this about this game, and then you can finish up. I thought this was an elimination game for the loser of this game. So when I was looking at this year, I said I was – ever since we've gone to 17, um, 17 games in a season, I was curious, like, what's that number to basically say? If you hear – you probably won't make the playoffs more times than not. And that answer used to be nine and seven. You know, more times than not, if you were nine and seven, that's a missing a playoffs. And I kind of think 10 and seven is still like that's where you're at. But with the division losses and stuff like that, I, I looked at that in the seating and the teams that were there. I said, this is probably an elimination game. And for me, this pretty much eliminates the Steelers from playoff contention, in my opinion. But I want to hear what you're yeah, I mean they're not eliminated. They still have a chance, but I mean I just don't see I don't see it with them. Um, there's just not a lot of uh, production coming out of the quarterback position for them. Um, even when their starter Pickett is healthy, he's not. You know, he, he basically he can okay. shoot. He he can throw deep for you know twice twice a game, and, and um, maybe get maybe get a touchdown out of that. But he's not. He's just okay. You know, he's like sort of like replacement level quarterback. Um, and so, I, yeah, I just don't see it. I, I don't. I don't see where they have enough juice on offense to score enough um, to keep up with some of the better better teams. Yeah. So I, that's it. But I am curious. I am mad that. I mean, I'm not as mad as I guess last week because the Bengals won this week too. But I was very mad that just the week before I was like, "Oh, the Colts are going to be in the playoffs." Then we lose to the Bengals with Joe Burrow. So it looks like we still going. You know what I mean? Do our thing. You know what I mean? But we'll we'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> um. So then we move on to the next game. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo smoked Dallas, thirty-one to ten. Uh, let's look at some stats. Let's look at the Cowboys stats. Let's look up their stats first. Yeah, Dak. He was twenty-one thirty-four for one hundred thirty-four yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Tony Pollard led them with uh, fifty-two yards rushing. Uh, and CeeDee Lamb had actually had a rushing touchdown. Um, and then he led them in receiving with seven receptions for 53 yards. And that was basically the Cowboys' offense of the day. And then, I mean, it's not that Josh Allen was any better. I don't know if you've seen his stats, but I'm about to say it. He was 7 of 15 for 94 yards and a touchdown. The only other time I've seen stat lines like that was when we had Carson Wentz. And that was actually the year you laughed at me because I was happy we had Carson Wentz. And I was like, and he kept doing that. And I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> I said, that was the year that that was the year that, that all you had to do was beat the beat the like the like the wor- last the worst team in the NFL Jaguars in the last game of the season, and y'all lost. Got blown out. He threw for like 75 yards. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. What you, go away. I said, I don't even want to hear from you no more. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I had an argument about you. I took your side. So whatever. Uh, James Cook, actually, he had 25 carries, 179 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Josh Allen had a rushing touchdown. Lamar, uh, Lamar excuse me. Levantius, uh, Levantavius Murray, he had one rushing touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs had four receptions for 48 yards. And James Cook had a end of touchdown. Unpack this game for us. Yeah, I mean, I think the story of the game was um, was Cook, the running back. Um, ever since uh, Ken Dorsey was fired and Joe Brady took over um, the offense, as offensive coordinator, um, Brady has made um, featuring Cook um, a, a priority um, for that offense, and he's he's paid dividends for them. Um, obviously had a lot of production in the, in the game, both in terms of yardage and, and, and scoring um, allowed for um, Josh Allen to not have to throw a lot um, or at least have a lot of production um, um, in passing it and still be um, successful and win the game and, and, and pretty much a blowout. Um, I think, um, I think the weather had something to do with this game, to be honest. I don't know if, if it's such a blowout um, if, uh, if the game is just, you know, 40 degrees, but, you know, sunny and and, and and a light wind versus the, the rain that occurred. Um, I think Dak would have probably had a better game. Um, but I, I still think um, Buffalo overall, um, they're really playing well. Um, they're, they have a lot of um, confidence in, in, in themselves right now. And I, I think they're, they're sort of, they were sort of a buzzsaw um, that the Cowboys ran into. <clears throat> um, and, you know, that happens to good teams uh, often, um, you know, so I don't think, the Cowboys should feel bad about it. Um, but it did mean that um, it, it kind of set them back for um, the NFC East um, supremacy, um, especially going into having to play in Miami next week. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, Buffalo is such an enigma. Like, and when they play – when Buffalo plays the best that they can play, every team – then nobody really wants to play them. I even – so the one thing I like about this as opposed to – or let me say this. What I like about this football team as opposed to like the last three years, they I think this year they looked at where they were and they said, we got to get more versatile than Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs and hope that something else opens up, which pretty much was what was going on. So the fact that they can run the ball and the fact that they're winning games with Stephon Diggs not having big receiving yards, I think makes them a very dangerous team come playoff time because – if I'm Buffalo, I'm saying I hope that you look at Stefan Diggs and say, like, that's not what I got to take away. You know, that would be the biggest win for me. So that's what I, I think about that. Um, <clears throat> I still I have to wait and see on Dallas. I have feelings and uh, about what I feel about Dallas. I think even before this game, I felt like people were saying they were better than they kind of actually are. I think they were saying Dak was better than he actually is. Um, but with that said, I would like to reserve what I feel about the noise that they can make in the playoffs. I want to see them a couple more times. This game wasn't a good enough game for me to look at them and say, all right, this was an evaluation point for me. I already knew that they could play better. Yeah. I mean, I, I, for Buffalo, um, they're definitely a team that, um, they're that team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs, as you said, um, because, <clears throat> you know, they have Josh Allen. They have Diggs, and now they have um, a rushing attack with Cook um, where he can both be um, a threat running the ball and receiving the ball. Mm -hmm. um, and their defense is actually coming together in ways I didn't expect them to. Um, they're 
they're just playing better. They're playing better as a team um, without a lot of the top-end talent that um, maybe their names would suggest. I mean, um, you know, the um, Tredavious White is out for the season. Um, you know, a, lot, a few of their defensive linemen are either hurt or just not playing well. And um, But they're still being successful over the last um, few weeks. Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to avoid them in the playoffs if possible, especially as their their um, confidence is growing. As far as Dallas, I mean, I, I think Dak Prescott is a really good quarterback. Um, I think for whatever reason, there's a there's a, a bit of a bit of hate against him um, in, in conversations around the league. Um, you know, I, I, I he's you know, there's Patrick Mahomes, who's I think is the best quarterback. But then there's just a group of quarterbacks is like five or six of them who are basically um, the same level of quarterback, even if they have different strengths and weaknesses. And I think Dak is part of that part of that group. Um, you know, they are going to have to, I think they have to win in Miami next week, um, in order to win the NFC East and have a, a shot at the two seed and, and, you know, have home field, um, throughout, unless they play San Francisco. Um, so they, they'll have to do that, but you know, it's time will tell on that in, in that case. Ooh, that's good. That's good commentary. That is good commentary right there. I don't tell you that often. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to the next game. Another whooping that happened. Ravens whooped up on the Jaguars, twenty-three to seven. All right, we're going to start. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, was twenty-five of uh, forty-three for two hundred sixty-four yards and one touchdown, with no picks. Uh, he also led them in rushing with forty-four yards. Um. Uh, James Agnew led them in receiving with two receptions for 70 yards and one touchdown. And actually, one was like a big play. I actually remember that. Um, yeah, basically, them on the offense. And Lamar Jackson, he was 14 24 for 171 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And then he led them in rushing with 12 receptions for 97 or 12 receptions, 12 carries for 97 yards. And uh, Gus Edwards actually had, um, actually, they killed them on the ground. Um, <laughs> Keaton uh, Mitchell, he had nine carries for 73 yards. Gus Edwards had 16 carries for 58 yards and one touchdown. Um, yeah, and Isaiah Likely, um, he was he had five receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. And that's basically the top of that. So what did you think about this game and, and these teams right now? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much expected. I mean, I don't think – I think Baltimore is just better than Jacksonville. I know I had Jacksonville being better than they are when um when I was picking teams in the beginning of the season. I had them as the, as finishing as the one seed, primarily because of their yes, what I thought was going to be their easy. Yes, you did say that. <laughs> yeah, I, Me and no, David talked about that. Me and that's David talked about that. <laughs> that's why I said it again. I just I just said what I said. Yeah. Um, primarily because they of, of their of their easy schedule, and I thought they would just eat off of that. Um, they haven't as much as I thought they would. Um, their, their offense isn't as explosive, explosive as I thought it would be. Um, their defense, while it's coming around, it hasn't improved um, much off of what it was last year. And they're putting, putting a lot on Trevor Lawrence. And sometimes he's just, you know, just not coming through. Like one of the, at the end of the half um, of that game, you know, they had the ball down on like the Baltimore five, could have spiked the ball, um, instead decided to try to, sneak in a, a quick play Trevor Lawrence through the, through the, through an ill-advised out pattern 
um, where the receiver got tackled inbounds and um, the clock ran out. Um, so no points there. He he does he was running at one point with the ball and just fumbled, just dropped the ball and lost it. Um, he just he's just not he's not where I thought he would be. Um, I think he'll be a really good quarterback. I just he's just not where I thought he would be up to this point. Um, they're still going to I still think they're going to win the division. They're they're going to be in the playoffs, obviously. Um, but they're not what Baltimore is. Baltimore is has a more complete offense. Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson, um, he continues to be very successful um, while not having a lot of passing yards. Um, he whether it's he, whether it's just like the, the threat of him running the ball or him actually running the ball um, and his arm talent actually making plays when, when it matters most. Um, he just keeps coming through. Um, you know, this is this is the kind of season um, that you would you would hope a quarterback who just signed a massive contract to have um, where he's you know, he's successful. The team is team is winning. He's avoiding injury um, and he's just you know leading the team. Um, one thing to keep in mind with Baltimore going forward is Keaton Mitchell, who is their like their big play running back um, towards ACL at the end of that game. So he's out for the year. Um, I think that's that's a bit of a blow for them. Um, they have obviously other running backs. I think they just, they actually just signed Melvin Gordon. I forgot he was even still playing in the NFL. Um, Did he sign him back? Because he was playing for them, and then he they they released him. I uh, yeah, I, I saw I saw earlier today that he was that he, um, he was at least in in town for like physical and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like you know it, they have to adjust. They, they keep losing running backs. Um, Dobbins went out last went earlier this year. Um, with the torn Achilles, but you know, they, they keep trucking along. I think they're going to be the one seed going into the playoffs um, and are the best team. I, th- I think Lamar Jackson should be the um, MVP front runner, even though I know he's not as far as the, the betting, um, the betting markets are concerned, but um, I think he's playing the best. And I think Baltimore is the best, either them or San Francisco are the two best teams in the NFL. And I think they're the best in the AFC. Do you know who had those odds of the, MVP uh, or who was leading that at all? After last week? Yeah, after last week. I think it's Brock Purdy. Because um, at one point, um, I think Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott were tied. And because the Cowboys lost, um, I think, uh, and, and San Francisco won, I think um, Brock Purdy took the lead. Okay. So for me, this game to me, ironically, put Lamar Jackson in the MVP. Like, if I had an MVP vote right now, I would say Lamar Jackson. This is a Lamar Jackson game. This is what you want. This is when the I think Baltimore is the most, uh, is the scariest. I think this is when Lamar Jackson is the scariest. He's not like, I, of course, he clearly 400 yards if, if he felt like it. He's done it before. I don't like it when he's throwing the ball that much. I like it because when he, when he has a certain amount of attempts, Lamar Jackson gets very efficient. And and the numbers may not wow you, but the efficiency is like, well, what do you do? And then it, it opens up the run game for them so much more. To me, this was a Baltimore showcasing. If we play like this, none of y'all really want to play us, you know? Um, once again, I'm, I want to reserve my thought on them in playoffs. Just for I just want to keep watch, keep an eye on them, you know? But um, – yeah. I just, I just looked it up. Brock Purdy is minus, minus 225 for MVP. Lamar Jackson is second at plus 600, and Christian McCaffrey is third at um, plus 700. Yeah, I don't know how you have two MVP candidates on the same team, but that's I mean, most valuable. I guess, I guess we got to ignore that, but whatever. Um, 
So yeah, but in terms of Jacksonville, uh, I think Jacksonville slipping, man. I think I think this is closer to who you're going to see from them as opposed to what you think that they are. And luckily, <laughs> luckily for them, the end of their schedule sucks. Okay, luckily for them, the end of their schedule sucks because I'm looking at it, and I don't know if you recognize it, but the Colts and the Jaguars have the same record. So that means, considering that they swept us, that means against the the competitive, like who we all play together, we're better against all the rest of these teams than Jacksonville actually is. And yeah, that that that, that math ain't mathing because that math like, is mathing because they should have a record. They should be listen. They'll go back to what you said this summer. They should be running away with this division. They should be. They should be the number one seed. They should have lost three games, and somehow they're finding ways to lose. Like in the beginning of this game, Jacksonville actually had they like they should have had twenty one points at the beginning of this game. If we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest, they missed two field goals and then and they had a turnover. Jacksonville should mm-hmm. have been, had a big lead and forced Baltimore to figure out how to come back, but they couldn't figure out how to do that. And that's who Jacksonville is. That team. I love Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not the issue. They just have a lot of pieces from that team that the league expects to be better based off of where they were drafted because they always had a high picks based on when they were drafted, the names and, and things of that nature. But those pieces are not as good as advertised. And I'm, I'm not like, I understand they swept my Colts. I know that's what you're going to say because I know you. I'm not impressed with them. I, they should be better than they are. No, I'm not impressed with that. Okay? I'm not impressed. They should be who you said, who you think, who you said in the summer they are. They should be that, but they're not. And me and you both know that too. Yeah, I, I said that. They're not, they're not what I thought they would be. They're about like two games below what I thought they would be as far as wins are concerned. Um, for one, I, I I didn't see Houston being as good as um as they are. And um also, like I said, Jacksonville is just not as talented or they're not um, demonstrating their talent in ways that I thought they would. Um, but they did sweep the cap, the Colts. And that's, and when it comes down to it, that's when it's, you know, they end up with the same record, then, you know, Jacksonville wins. Yeah, they go on, they go on, they go on win a division still, but it's because who they got Tampa Bay, Tennessee and somebody else. Like, All right, cool. I got you. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know when to concede. <laughs> you got that's, all, that's all I was asking for. That's all I was asking. I, for. I, I listen. I got you. I understand. Okay, we can move mm. on. So let's talk a little bit about your Eagles, real quick. I gotta drop. I gotta drop this game to the, to the Seattle to Seattle Seahawks. Boy, it was reeling. I thought for sure this was going to be a dub. Yeah, I did too. Um, so. The Eagles, their defense got slow and old fast. The year. Like in the middle of the um, year. Like it like over the course of like three weeks, all of a sudden Bradbury was just slow. And um, like that last drive, that last drive, he was targeted. Like they went after him. Now I'm not sure if the defense, if, if like the scheme was such that um, help was on the other side of the defense or, or what have you. But, you know, the big play to uh, DK Metcalf was against him. And the, the, the touchdown catch was against him, against Bradbury. And Slay's already out with the uh, having had um, a minor knee surgery. Um, and then they 
um, the trade they made for um, the safety Bayard. Um, he's slow, like, like, and he's all like, so they're all over 30. They're either, they're slow. Um, like Reed Blankenship, he's, he's good, but he's not great. And he's not good enough to cover up the deficiencies across the, um, the defensive backfield. They've never been a, they've never, um, invested in the linebacker position. So all of those players are just, you know, has-beens or never were's or, um, just not good players. Um, where the what's most frustrating to watch them this year is that you know they as a team building mechanism um focused a lot of resources on the defensive line like the defensive line was supposed to be where they would win um no matter what and they're just not they're not getting to the quarterback they're not um they're they like a lot of like like josh sweat already has played more snaps than he had played all of last season um jordan davis and and javon um, um jalen carter um, both are playing well, um, but, you know, they're even going back to college, they didn't play full games. They were part of rotations. And that's that's where the Eagles were always good in playing a rotation of defensive linemen. And they, that rotation is, isn't, you know, it's, it's not coming through. Um, so I, my guess is that a lot of the players who they drafted and, and brought in um, where they thought these were like high value players, like, you know, like drafted Nolan Smith at 30 when a lot of people thought that he was going to be drafted at 10. Um you know, that maybe he was just supposed to be drafted at 30. You know, he's not bad, but he's not great, you know. Um, so the defense is just old and, and slow, and there's no way – there's no fix for that. They're just – that's just what it's going to be for the rest of the year. Um, offense is a bit concerning too because it seems as though they just do the – like as I explained with Kenny Pickett, like Jalen Hurts is just either throw it deep or – it's just not going to be a completion. It might be an interception. Um, and he's not running with the authority that he did last year, um, whether it's because he's hurt or because he's protecting himself or because he's afraid he's going to fumble. I don't know, but it's just not working out. And so, you know, whereas it looked like um, this was an actual contender for the Super Bowl, I don't think they're a contender. I think they'll still win the division simply because the Cowboys have harder teams to play. Um, than the Eagles do going forward. Um, and if they end up with the, uh, the same record, the Eagles will will win the tiebreaker. But, um, you know, I, they might they might win a couple of playoff games and get blown out by San Francisco, and that, that'll just be that. Um, actually, I, like, I, I'm not sure if I expected the Eagles to win or not, but I expected more of the season to be more of this conversation than it actually was. So I really feel like the Eagles – uh, played bigger than or played higher than probably I expected only because, and, and nobody really talks about this. You know what I mean? When after last year, the Eagles lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. That's the culture. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you have your head coach, but as an offensive player, any problem, the adjustments and stuff like that, you're talking to your offensive coordinator. Like defensive player, you're talking to your defensive coordinator, say this is what the problems are, this is how we got to do this. They had you had to reset not one culture, but two cultures all in the same year. And usually anytime you any good defense, usually if they lose a defensive coordinator, they usually drop off. Eagles did not drop off for the most part in this year. And the offense did not drop off. You know what I mean? I think this is more just coming back to reality than anything else. So um, I'm not I, I'm not, like I said I didn't put the Eagles in my NFC Championship game anyway so I didn't expect them 
to be in the NFC Championship game. But I thought next year for me, I was more worried about. I was more scared of the Eagles next year than I was this year because you got to figure things out. Um, but this game, ironically, it, it kind of reminded me of like the old Eagles games where it's like, who is that and why does he look so great right now? Y'all made <laughs> Julian Love look like Ed Reed out there. And I have no idea how he ended up looking so good, but he, he was amazing. <laughs> He's doing toe tacks, catching it, you know, getting down. I'm like, who is that? So I have no idea why this was his coming out party, but yeah, Julian Love looked, uh, <laughs> looked amazing in this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was Love. It was Drew Locke, who on the final drive looked like Tom Brady. Um, I mean, it was Drew Locke. Like, that, that dude is, is not like an NFL star. He had 200 yards for the whole game. Right, but he had, like, that on, that, on that last drive. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, I mean, look. Ken Walker didn't look like a grown man. I'm going to be honest with you. Ken Walker looked like a grown man in that game. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He had a, he had a, he had a really good game. But, I mean, I, I would expect him to have a good game. Um, it's, it's like Drew Locke. They couldn't stop Drew Locke. Um, from beating them down the field, and like that last touchdown pass, like, 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 um, Jackson, what's his name, Smith and Jigba, like he beat Bradbury bad. Like yeah. he has like he has like four steps on Bradbury. Like it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, kudos to Seattle. I, I thought the game said more about where the Eagles are than it said of where um Seattle is, um, because I just there's no again for the defense, there's just no fix for what ails them. And like you say that you made the point about the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator. It's a fair point. I would just say with the defensive coordinator, like, like Gannon last year just wasn't, he wasn't good. So like losing him, I didn't think that was a, um, I didn't think that was a problem to be honest. Now Desai, it appears was not good either because he got demoted before the game. Um, But, um, and Matt Patricia is replacing him who, it's just like, you know, you know, we know the stories about Matt Patricia not being a good coach, head coach, coordinator, what have you. Um, they're just there's just no fix for that defense this year. They got to they, they have to go back to the drawing board, um, figure out some things after the season and come back with a rebuild defense. Um, I think it's more of a talent issue than it is a um, a culture or um, like scheme fit kind of situation. I just think the players are old and slow, especially in the defensive backfield. Okay. I'm sure how we get that together. All right. So I want to do the week 16 picks now. And I want to fit it, fit it in in the next like eight minutes because I want to okay. save time for the for the uh for the last segment. Okay. So, so now we're going. So now we wrapped up week 15. Let's get into week 16 and let's do our the picks of the games that I think best games this uh for week 16. So Rams Saints, who you got? Um, I got the Rams. Um, I think it's a pretty easy pick. Um, the Saints are not good. It's in L.A., and um, the Saints are actually, like, fighting each other on the sidelines. So um, I don't think – you know, I don't look at the win last week against the Giants as any, meaning anything. Their car is bad. Um, their offense is bad. Their defense is old. Rams all day. Glad you said that because I'm rolling with the Saints. Uh, I think I think this – yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think the Rams are a bad team. I think they're, I think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're that team, and, and I think they 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 they're they're ripe for a good uh, loss coming their way, way that they didn't really see coming. I think this. Right. 
I think this is that game. And it puts in, it might even still put them in first place in the NFC South for some strange reason. But um, <laughs> that just might be the worst division of all time. Uh, but yeah, I'm rolling with the Saints on that one. Let's go Vikings versus Lions. I'm going to go the Lions. It's in Detroit. Um, you know, Minnesota's defense has played very well relative to what their talent is. Um, the defensive coordinators called masterful schemes over the course of the season. Um, I just don't think they have it in terms of, of, of offensive production. Um, you know, it's, I think it's Nick Mullins who's going to start at quarterback. You can't lose Nick Mullins um, at home, point blank, and, and expect to be a, a good team. So I'm going to the Lions. You know, I was going to say something else, but that actually might be better than what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say um, – <clears throat> You said it. You hit it on the head when you said playing better. That like that defense in terms of talent is not the only thing playing better than ironically that offense again is playing above. Um, I do see that. I still see them slipping out of the playoffs. Um, and yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you cannot lose to Nick Mullins at all. <laughs> you destroy it. That would be terrible. Um, all right, cool. We're gonna go Texans at Brown. Now, unfortunately for this game, Texans do have a lot of injuries. Um, I don't even know if um, C.J. Stroud is playing this week. I think he is. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm go I'm making this pick based on C.J. Stroud playing. Um, and actually, the game is in is in Houston. Um, and I'm going with the Texans. Um, the A lot of what has allowed for Joe Flacco to be surprisingly good has been along the offensive line for the Browns, and and um, they're they're now have a lot of injuries on the, along the offensive line. Um, a few players, a few starters are not going to are not going to play. A couple of them are out for the season now. Um, so I don't, I just don't think. I think at that point it's just Joe Flacco without a, without a good offensive line, which is just not a recipe for success. Um, so I'm going with Houston in a low scoring close game. Um, <clears throat> I think I don't know. The Browns have been defying odds already. All this year, they on their fourth quarterback. They on their fourth quarterback. Like, like the the argument that that San Fran had against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game last year, they no longer can make because the Browns still won games and they have their fourth string quarterback. Um, and you don't even have four strings on the. <laughs> so uh, I think they've been defying odds. I I think I don't know how they've been pulling all this out, but they've looked good. It didn't even look like it looked like surprising or. I mean, they're playing up. They just look like they're playing their game. And I kind of think coming against Houston, who lo loses both of their top uh, two wide receivers. Um, you know what I mean? I just think I think the Browns are going to Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So then we got Dolphins-Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going with Miami. Um, I just think their overall offensive firepower is, is will be too much for Dallas. It's in Miami. Um, Tyreek Hill will be back playing. He looked like he was healthy last week, actually. Um, so I think he'll be fine. Um, I think Dak and the offense will will look better. Um, but I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game, something like 38 to 28, 38, 31, something like that. Uh, Miami wins. Um, ironically, I kind of think Calvin will take this one. Um, so this is the matchup. When I look at the Dolphins, this is kind of the matchup that I think is not in their favor. A defense that can get at them, that their defensive line can get at them, and cornerbacks that can contain, at least contain 
these fast wide receivers and things of that nature. And I think that has shown throughout the year to bring their points way down. And I think, and I do think uh, Dak is a better quarterback than uh, Tua Tagovailoa. And I think anytime you, anytime that they've played a team where defensively it made them grind it out as opposed to have big plays, and they and that team has a quarterback that like can be as good if not better than Tua, I, those have been the losses that they've had this year. Fair. I mean, I, also Dallas sucks on the road. The, all their all their wins are at home, or like they're like. Like one and whatever on the road, um, they haven't been good on on the road. So, if they won, this that would be a that would be a surprise um, for sure. Cool. We're gonna finish off uh, these picks: 49ers versus Ravens. There's been like four games this year that when they happened, they were they were uh, the apparent game of the season. I mean, like the Eagles. Yeah, Chiefs but like this is like the game of the season. Yeah, but for like Eagles Chiefs was supposed to be game of the season. Then Eagles 49ers. Um, there was one other one. Dallas. Then it was Eagles Dallas. And now um and now this one, which actually might be the game of the season. Um, because you're talking about at this point, uh, yet another game where two quarterbacks who are um front runners at the time of the games um are MVP front runners. Um it's in San Francisco. I I kind of think Baltimore is gonna eat, eat this one out. Um, because they'll be able to to um, play ball control, um, and they, they're the threat of Lamar Jackson um, is just greater than any of the other other quarterbacks that um, San Francisco has played against this year. Um, San Francisco is going to score points. I I, I, I fully expect that, um, but I think their defense is going to struggle um, to contain um, Lamar Jackson in the offense. I think this is going to be something like a 27-24 victory for Baltimore um, where they hold on at the end. Yeah, like, so I'm actually very excited for this game because I think, that, like, if Lamar Jackson has the game that he had just last week, that kind of thing, and efficient, I don't want him to throw for 300. I want him to be efficient, and I want him to control that defense and make them have to figure out how to, to, to stop them, which is him dictating to them. And have all these rushing yards, but I think the points are going to come down. I actually think I think it's going to be a little bit less than that. I'm looking at like 2017. You know, um, I don't think points are going to be at a premium here, but that's just that's just my fault. So, of course, uh, throughout this uh, throughout the seasons, well, since before the season, we did the way too early playoff prediction. So we've been telling everybody who's going to make the playoffs since like August. You see what I'm saying? We didn't even have any information. We still was telling you about to happen. Okay, so of course we had to revise that you know, a couple of times. So we said we we're going to give three, three in a year. But, but that was week eight. That was it. So just in terms of what we said in terms of our last playoff uh, standings, we just said um, the Dolphins and Bills were both going to make the playoffs. We said the Chiefs were going to make the playoffs. Uh, we said the Ravens, uh, we said the Browns, we said the Jags, and in the last one, I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even put the Colts in, the Steelers in. <laughs> That's the truth. I didn't expect this. So, <laughs> um, we put the Eagles and Cowboys in, we put the 49ers in, we put the, uh, we put the Lions in, we put the... We put the Saints and the Bucks. 
I know you're like you put you put two teams from the NFC South, but I didn't know who else to, to think. I didn't see the Packers doing what they they started to do, and you know all this kind of stuff. And I thought the Vikings were going to fall out because I didn't think they did, that they were a repeat playoff team like that. So, with that said, we would like to hear yours quick comments or your playoff predictions. Sure. So um, in the AFC, I have Baltimore as the one seed, Kansas City as a two seed, Jacksonville as a three seed, Buffalo as the four seed, overtaking Miami, um, Indianapolis as the five seed, Miami as a six seed, and Houston as a seven seed. So, so when we do the NFC? No, no, no. We're going to stop right there. We're going we're gonna, to we're talk about that. Okay. All right. So, so you have – so you said you have Ravens as the one seed. You have the Chiefs as the two seed? Correct. All right. And then you said you have? Jacksonville. Jacksonville the three seed. Okay. Y'all can see this is unscripted because I'm actually looking at it, trying to figure it out myself right now. And then you got, um, who did you say was your four seed? Buffalo's the four seed. Okay, you got Buffalo coming back and winning the division. Yeah, I think um, it's going to come down. So week 18, Miami and Buffalo play. It's in Miami, and I have Buffalo winning that game. And that's for the division. Sheesh. Okay. Okay, so that means you got uh, Miami being the five seed. No, I have Indianapolis as a five seed. I'll tell you what, boy, you've grown on up, boy. I told you. I knew it was going to happen eventually. I knew it was going to happen. Listen, listen. I what I did was I ran I ran this through um, a, a playoff simulator, and I did it like three times, um, and just running through different scenarios. And you know, this is what I think is the most likely to be the case, and this is how it, it shook out. Indianapolis as the five seed, Miami as the six seed, and then Houston as the seven seed. Okay, so I think that's a good list. Um. Something tells me Jacksonville. I don't feel like Jacksonville's a top three seed. I don't know why. I just don't feel like they're one of the top three seeds. I think they'll probably end up the four seed. Um, so I'd probably keep them there. Houston is the only game, the only one that I have a problem with. And it really is not because I don't think they had an amazing season. Like I literally had to come on here and apologize to CJ Stroud because I said he was going to be one of the busts coming out of college. So I had I came on here live and I apologized. You know that's hard for me. And um so it's just that he don't have none of this already wasn't a great roster, right? You know what I mean? This is an overachieving roster, and, and and their top two wide receivers are gone. You know, um, Nico Collins is 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 injured. He just got injured. He's I think he's going for the rest of the year, and uh, Tank Dell uh absolutely is done for the rest of the year. And I think at some point when you're overachieving, you can't overachieve and lose your top two options. Uh, uh, threats. So. That's where I have an issue with Houston. Um, now that you had time to think about that, you still got Houston at that seven seed? Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to come down to Houston or Cleveland. And I just think they play this weekend. And I, I think um, I think Houston's going to win. It's in Houston. Um, Cleveland, like I said, they're going to struggle along their offensive line. I think it'll be a, a low-scoring game. I think Houston's going to pull it out. And, yeah, I'm sticking with it.
I kind of still think Cleveland's going to be in the playoffs. Like, I'm even – so if they lose – how many games are they you think You well, think they're going to make the playoffs even if they lose to Houston this weekend? Or do you just think they're going to beat Houston? So they have six losses. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, Houston has – Houston has six losses, yeah. Yeah, and, and Cleveland has six losses. I think Cleveland has five losses right now, actually. Let me see. Yeah, they have five losses. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, five, I think yeah. Cleveland's going to be in the – I don't – I think Cleveland's going to be in the – yeah, so yeah, if if Cleveland wins this weekend against Houston, I will agree. Um, but I if Houston beats Cleveland, um, then they'll have the same record and Houston will have the hit the head to head. So the tiebreaker will go to them. But all right, so the tiebreaker but the tiebreaker situation in the AFC is so weird. So they would then have the same record as yes, you're right. They would have the same record and they would have a tiebreaker over them. But we would like the Colts lost to Cleveland and they would have the same record. So it's not like I don't think it's as cut and dry as they lose, they come out. And well, yeah, it would, it would, if those three teams finish with the same record, then there would be another tiebreaker that would come into, come into play. But that's like, it's hard to predict that. Like, it's, it's hard to predict that, that Cleveland, Houston, and the Colts will all have the same record. But yeah, you're right. Like there would be some other tiebreaker that would come into play. So let's look at get. I'm gonna look at their remaining schedule. So their remaining schedule they got the Texans, then they got the Jets and the Bengals. They might actually they could be two games actually. Okay, you might be on the side. Let's see what happens next this weekend. All right, cool. So I guess we. I guess this is another one of those elimination games. I eliminated the Steelers. From when they lost to the Colts, I said that was an elimination game. So you're saying this is really an elimination game? Pretty much. I love I love to see it. Okay. All right, I ain't had to cuss at you yet. So let's see. So let's hear the NFC. <clears throat> uh, San Francisco has the one seed. Philly has a two seed. Detroit has a three seed. Tampa has the four seed. Dallas has the five seed. Seattle has a six seed, and the Rams has a seven seed. So the Rams are the seventh seed. The you said the sixth seed is who? Seahawks. All right, you said the five seed is going to be the Cowboys. Correct. And then you got the Bucks as the four seed. The Lions as the three seed. The Eagles as the two seed. Um, you know, I just started to get on on that Packers bandwagon. I wish they hadn't lost that game. Um, one of the uh, guests that I have on, Cesar. He was actually the first person to say anything about Jordan Love being like a good, even a good quarterback. Like, and I was like, when he played against um, Kansas City, I was I was so impressed with him. I just looked, I just, yeah, I think the Packers are gonna mess out. Though. I think they just lost too many games. Um, yeah, I mean, they they have eight losses already, I believe. They just yeah. they, they're digging themselves out of a hole. Like the last two weeks, they played subpar teams and they, and they lost to them, I believe. Um, and yeah, I, I think Jordan Love is actually going to be a good quarterback. I just the team is so young, especially on offense. Like between the quarterback and all of the receivers, like they're all like in their. It's like like Jordan Love is. I, I know it's in his third year, I believe, um, but it's his first year starting. And then the collection of receivers are all in their first or second year. So you know they got some growing to do. Um, I think they'll be fine going forward, but it's just going to be hard for them to dig, dig, dig themselves out for the rest of this season. Yeah, so 
I was just looking. Do, who do the Eagles have the rest of the year? Oh, the Eagles, it's easy. It's, it's two Giants games and, and the Cardinals. That's what it comes down to with, I think, um, with the Cowboys, because the Cowboys have the Miami, they have Detroit, and I believe they have Washington at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Miami and Detroit are, are legit They can teams. lose one of them two games. So if they lose one of those two and the Eagles win out, which yeah. as bad as they're playing, they should beat the Giants twice and Arizona once, um, they would have the tiebreaker based on conference record. Um, okay, so not that I'm going to say it is not going to sound correct. I still think the Saints are going to win the NFC South. Um, These cats are literally fighting themselves each other on the side. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I, I just want to make sure you, you know that. It's, it's, it's hard. No Derek Carr is their quarterback, just, just so you're aware. So Dennis Allen is their coach. Just, I, just I so still you're... understand what you said. Um, so I would say this week with the Rams, I kind of, I kind of feel like, is it an elimination game? I think it's as close to an elimination game as it comes. Yes, I think this I, is an I do think this is an elimination game because the loser of this will have eight bosses, and then I think that uh, pretty much uh, eliminates that. So, yeah, but they're not they're not playing for the same things though. Like the car um the Cardinals, the Rams are in it for the wild card, like you know, all, like the below the the, the um, division winners. There's there's almost no way that the Saints are gonna get into the playoffs if they don't win the, their division. So they're not the same record. And, and they have the Saints have the same record as Seattle and the Rams and the Vikings right now. Right. But for some for if Okay, you're right. You're right. They could they could be eight nine and, and okay, okay. Um, so, you're right. So, that. so I, I think this week with the Rams is an elimination game, but then they have the Saints, which is again an elimination game if they happen to win this game, and then they have the Falcons, which once again will be an elimination game if they win the last two. So. I just got a, I just, I just got a hunch, and I, like I said, there's no winners in there. So all like the, the Bucks are still going to lose. They probably, I think they're losing this week. As a matter of fact, they're gonna, they play somebody who I think they're going to lose to like this week. Yeah, I think they play like they play Jacksonville. Yeah, they're going to lose. They're going to lose this week. You know, um, the Falcons. I don't, they just lost to to Carolina. You know what I mean? There's only two teams lost to Carolina. One of them. So I, I think. Let me rephrase that. If they win this week, I don't think next week becomes because they can just lose games. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what NFC. I don't know how to say it any differently. <laughs> so it's not an elimination game. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I, I, I have I don't have any faith in any of those NFC South teams to go on the road. And beat quality teams, um, and I think the Rams are a quality team. I mean, they've wildly overplayed um, their expectations from from the beginning of the season. Um, I think their offense is legitimately good. Um, their defense, they're trying. They're not. They're not good. They're not terrible, but they're not good. But I mean, like the Saints are just not. 
they're not a cohesive team. They don't like each other, number one. Like I said, Derek Carr is their quarterback. Dennis Allen is their coach. I just like, – there's nothing about them that says this is the team that's going to pull it out when, when they need it most on the road um, against – against a team where like the quarterback is just superior and the, and the wide receivers are just superior to what the saints have. I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, actually. So I was looking at everybody's remaining schedule. So when I looked at Minnesota, so I have, I'm going to retract my original statement first time because you don't know football history. I'm retracting my statement. This game for the saints and, and, and the Rams are, is not an elimination game. Okay. Um, cool. so the Vikings, their remaining schedule is they have Detroit twice and they have the Packers. They're going to lose at least two of those games. So, um, <clears throat> if not all three, uh, probably all three, but they're going to lose at least two of those games. Okay. So that's them. The Saints, that, that opens up the room for the Saints and the Rams to lose one more game. So, so it's hard to say with, with the whole NFC. The NFC, the bottom NFC is so difficult. But Yes, I agree that Seattle will get in there. Their remaining schedule is um, one second. No. <laughs> Let's go with Haywire. All right, so their remaining schedule is they got the Titans, they got the Steelers, and they have the Cardinals. Yes, so they should win at least two of those games and get in. Okay, so Seattle, I, I feel good about them coming in. I think the Rams can can afford to lose a game. Um, and like I said, I, I still think the, the Vikings slip out, which still opens the door for two NFC South teams to win the to be to make the playoffs. That's crazy. Well, not not, not if you have both the Rams and Seattle win. No, because one's got to win the division, and then the other one, like, who's going to? Yeah, but it, it like if one wins the division, Dallas is going to be the five seed, or the Eagles are going to be the five seed. If you're saying Seattle's definitely in, yes, and you're saying the Rams are in, well, that's oh, seventeen. Oh, 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 okay, I, I forgot about that. You're absolutely right. Okay, cool. So then. That's what I'm saying. So I can see Seattle and the Rams still getting in, even if um, the Rams drop a game. Now the Rams, like the Rams, did the uh, Rams play the uh, Packers? Did the Packers have any tiebreakers against anybody? Um, they beat the Rams. They beat the Rams. Yeah, they beat the Rams twenty to three. Of of Green Bay winning out. So Green Bay, their remaining schedule is the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. They might lose those two games. Okay. All right, cool. I don't think the Vikings, I don't think Green Bay is going to uh, went out. So yeah, so I will I will agree. Um <clears throat> just so I can look at clearly. I agree the Niners are gonna be the one seed. Probably the Eagles are gonna be the two seed. Lions being the three seed. 
I disagree. I say the Saints are going to be the four seed. Um, I got the Vikings. I mean, excuse me, the Rams and the Seahawks uh, coming in in the six and seven spot. You didn't say the five. You got Dallas as a five. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Dallas five seed. So all right. So your only difference is you have. The Saints as the four seed, and I have Tampa as the four seed. But you have every you have everything else I have. Next week, because well, one Baker Mayfield is their quarterback, and I don't care what you say about uh, <laughs> Derek Carr. Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but he's better than Derek Carr. No, he's not. Not one year in his career was he better than Derek Carr. Derek, this year to start with. He's better than Derek Carr. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely. Derek Carr is trash. Derek Derek Carr is a bottom half, like a bottom third. <laughs> Are you fed up with me now? <laughs> he is he is not you? No, I'm fed up with him. I'm fed up with people <laughs> looking at Derek Carr. Like, Derek Carr sucks. No, you can win with Derek Carr. You can you can build a team and win with Derek Carr. You're like, no, you can't. You can't. He's not good. Listen, that's another conversation for another. Uh, Derek Carr, he'll thinking. be like, he'll go like twenty four for twenty three, for ninety seven yards, and a pick. All right, but like, how you how you complete twenty passes and only have ninety seven yards? The Bucks are gonna lose the next two weeks. I'm telling you that right now, just mark my words on that one. The Bucks are gonna lose the next two weeks. Okay, that's well, Jacksonville this week, and then to to Derek Carr and the Saints the week after that. They're gonna lose both of them games. Nah. Mark my again, again. It's 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 Derek Carr quarterback and 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 Dennis Allen as a coach. It's not. That's oh, not and, and, to win. and they beat them not earlier in the year. Hold on. And, and like, they beat situation. them earlier in the year. Oh, they're not sweeping the Saints. Absolutely not. They're not going to sweep the Saints. Okay. Well, they ain't that team, man. I'm not even worried about. Look, 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 look how I look right you now. say it like like sweeping the Saints is like a thing. Like it's like they you ain't, ain't that. It. 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 It's not. It's not. Saints. It's not. You're right, but they ain't. They they also under that line of they the Bucks. They under that line of whatever you're saying about the Saints too. Okay, and they not no. and they not that team. They're not that team. No. Okay, no. they're going to the next two weeks. No. I'm I'm actually I'm more I'm more confident that the that um, Tampa wins that division than I am about Philly winning the NFC East. Saints are just not good, man. Not that Tampa is good, but Saints are bad. They're pretty bad, and they're fighting each other. It's, it's not. That and Derek Carr is a quarterback. Normal, just saying, it's that you're using the Bucks as like, okay, they're good right now, or so, or or whatever. No, they're, not. they're just they're just good. not bad. F is an F, okay? They, they, I don't care if it was a a twenty or 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 thirty five, okay? It's an F. Okay. As long as you understand that the Saints are the twenty F and the and the Bucks are the thirty five F, we're good. All right, I think I think we've become see this is this is exactly what I'll be saying. See, then we get to this point, and then I'm like, all right, see, I'm about to, I'm about to explain to mom why I cussed at you on, on the show. And I'm like, sorry, I'm about to come back over here and say sorry. So before I get to that, apologize to me. I'm not CJ Stroud. You gotta apologize to me. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I do that. Okay. <clears throat> first of all, no, seriously. First of all, Mooch, you already know, bro. 
Yo, thank you for coming on. Thank you for always doing this. And I'll, and I'll say this. When I got you, you always been a motherfucker that did big shit. You see what I'm saying? You always been that guy. When I got you to be like, I want to come on this show, I was like, damn, I'm really doing something right here, huh? <laughs> so I want to thank you and, and, and thank you for uh, creating and allowing us to um, extend, ex expand on the platform that we have. You know what I mean? So this show was created for people like you to come on here and, and, and talk. So with that said, once again, everybody, uh, you can come check us out on Spotify and YouTube uh, for the full episodes. Check out our clips on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're all over the place. We're blowing up. And once again, I want to tell you, unfortunately, this I'm not apologizing to mom about because I'm going to tell you, because you don't know football. <laughs> well, thanks again, man. If anything you need to say, you can go ahead and say it. You want to say something. No, I just uh, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. This is this is a good show. I'm I'm, I'm always happy to join and uh, chop it up with you. All right, and just like Martin said, I'm gonna see you when I see you. Peace. <laughs>